The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. 
That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you here today to Victory Christian Fellowship. We're so glad that you've joined us today. And those of you that watch this online, we're so thankful for you as well. And we're just here to glorify our God in heaven today, amen, and to enjoy his presence. Father, we are just so delighted and so grateful to be able to be here and to hear your word, to experience your power, and to grow in our knowledge of you. And Lord, we bless you this morning. We welcome you as you operate and move in our midst. And we just praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. You ready to worship this morning? Let's stand together.
I want you to see yourself seated in heavenly places. dwell in another realm in the spirit realm it's where our victory comes from oh we worship you from that realm this morning Lord we worship around the throne we worship around the throne oh when we go to you Lord you come
heavenly Father. Oh, you have our all. We give up everything else so we can serve you alone. Show us how we can move. Show us what we can do. Show us what we can change for every breakthrough. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks and praise, Lord Jesus. You know, we're living in a day and an hour where Jesus needs to be your world. You can't rely on someone else praying for you or worshiping for you or studying for you. You got to do it. You got to you got to engage God. Hallelujah, Lord, we love you. We make you our world. You are the most important person in our lives. We acknowledge you as Lord of all. You are Lord of all of us. All that we are. All that we have. Our entire being. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we welcome, welcome, welcome your presence. Thank you, Lord, for being here right now in our midst. You're walking and you're ready and you're moving mightily. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. You are my chosen ones, my called out ones. I've put my light in you so that your light can shine. Oh, you are my warriors. You are my more than conquerors. I have made you to conquer just like I have conquered. Go and fight, for you shall win. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say, I'm a warrior. Say, I'm a warrior for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. You may have your seats. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. It's a good day. You're in a good place. We have a good God. Hallelujah. He loves you. He is for you. Hallelujah. You got the greatest ally that you've ever had. Glory to God. We are in covenant relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Well, this is our last week to emphasize this confession. Yes. Next week, we're going to have a new one emphasizing a different thing. And so we want to invite you to make this confession. Amen. Don't just say the words, but say it in faith. Say it as a person in authority. Amen. Amen. Let's make our confession.
Our God is a consuming fire. He upholds his word, and we worship him alone. The fire of God is his glory that is holy and pure. We respect, honor, and reverence his holy fire. God's fire sets our hearts ablaze with a love that glows, a faith that ignites, and a devotion that consumes. We hate sin with a fierceness that burns, and we rejoice with God with radiating joy. The fire of the Lord will guide us through darkness and cause us to triumph over our enemies. God comes with fire to comfort, encourage, and empower us, and to execute judgment on our foes. There is a fire that has been ignited within. It burns in our hearts and our bones. We are his flames of fire. We will not let his holy flame go out, but we will keep our lamps full of oil to burn bright for him. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Who's, uh, ah, Miss Melissa. hand for doing double duty. <laughs> double duty means double anointing. Amen. Good morning, everyone. A right, few announcements for this week. Tuesday is youth at 6 p.m. They always have a great time, so if you know any youth ages 12 to 18-ish, invite them out. Wednesday is Wednesday night refreshing at 6.30 and it is aptly named because it is always refreshing. And then October is right around the corner. So this Saturday is Caverns Day. So Indian Echo Caverns is hosting Old Fashioned Days. And so the event is from 10 to 4, and we have the opportunity to have a tent there. It's a fun day for the whole family. And we plan on having, like, prizes and hula hoops, and it's going to be a fun time for all. So if you are interested in volunteering for a few hours to help set up, clean up, come out and join the fun, just let Miss Lisa know. And then at the end of October, we have the Everyday Hero Men's Conference. The theme is be a world changer. How awesome is that? So that is on October 29th and 30th all right so i have a fact before we move into our testimonies to continue celebrating god's goodness of our pastors so this fact that i read is about noise canceling headphones all the teenagers have them and i learned that um like pilots have them you know helicopters like in movies how they can have conversations because the noise canceling headphones cancels out like the engine sounds the reason they can do that is because of frequencies so the frequency of whatever they're trying to ignore the headphones give off a similar frequency that cancels out that sound it's very cool 
So I related that to the spiritual aspect because the devil basically tries to imitate God's frequencies. So it comes across as a very similar frequency and can create a lot of static in your life. So the way to combat that is to use the word of God. And then the more like that frequency basically cancels out the devil's frequency. Isn't that awesome? All right, so we have a few testimonies because here we have an overabundance of goodness. All right, so this one is from Miss Wanda. So she says, about 13 years ago, I was jumping from one church to another trying to find one I liked. My brother invited my mom and I to Sunday church service. This church was very different than I was used to, praying for people and falling down. One day, I received a phone call from Pastor Fiona, and she invited me to a conference of Renewing Your Mind. It was awesome. That's where I asked Pastor Doug that I wanted Jesus into my life. After I gave my heart to the Lord, I was so bubbly inside. Pastor Fiona is one gifted lady that I was able to see her in action. We were in Guyana at Bless the Children Home. When she spoke that they needed a teacher, it showed up at the door. How awesome is that? Then she spoke that certain things had to change, and it did. I was amazed to see it happen. I'd like to thank you both, Pastor Doug and Pastor Fiona, for being you and for being my pastors. You're always a phone call away to help when I need some help and guidance in prayer. Thank you again for helping me come closer to Jesus than I have ever known to do. Okay. This one is from Allison LaFrance. So, never have I met two people more devoted to God, each other, their family, and the congregation entrusted to them. Tirelessly serving and working for the kingdom of God, dedicated to following God regardless of where he leads. Find my spot. It is so apparent how passionate you both are about teaching the truth to others, the absolute truth. It amazes me that so few churches and pastors do so when there are so many people like I am who never heard it and have been taught incorrectly. I am extremely grateful to God for placing me at VCF and so very thankful to you pastors, Doug and Fiona, for your love, compassion, support, prayers, and teaching. You have helped me learn and grow, and I can't wait to see what God does next. We have one from Emily. I have so much to be thankful for with the pastors. They have an anointed, overflowing amount of grace and love. They have taught me how to take ownership of my future and not lollygag with the talents God has given me. (laughs) Being at Victory has helped me grow as a person and as a Christian. Whenever I have questions about life or scripture, they are more than willing to help me make sure I understand. When I was hurt or sick or just struggling, the immediate prayer and support showed me that they have my back 100%, just like Christ. I thank God that we are able to have them as our pastors, and anything they do will not ever go unnoticed. Thank you, Pastors Doug and Fiona, for being the light and love that I have always needed. All right, and we have one more from the Schlereth family. Our family has been so blessed since we started coming to VCF. 
I am so grateful to my mom for having walked in the door and finding what a treasure we had practically in our own backyard. <laughs> it was through her that we made the change from a church that was just not filling us with anything. Little did we know at the time how much we were missing out on. The love and kindness that was expressed from day one of walking through the door was awesome. From the beginning, you are made to feel like you have been coming every Sunday for years. So many churches seem to send out the message that God is only for Sundays, but not VCF. Pastor Doug's messages are full of insight and inspiration, and Pastor Fiona teaches you how to be a force that the enemy would be afraid to reckon with. You can't help but to believe and feel how much spiritual power each person has inside of them. I am sure if we hadn't been part of the VCF prior to the pandemic, we would have ended up succumbing to the fear and lies that the enemy is using on so many people today. Because of the pastors and the rest of the wonderful people that are part of this church family, we stay true to God's word and his promises and have all made it through. We are also so thankful to all the guests that we have had on Sundays and for conferences. It has been amazing to be able to meet so many God-fearing people over the years. VCF is definitely the place to be, so thank you again, Pastors Doug and Fiona, for showing us all how to listen to God and follow his heart's desire for us. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, there's no better way to celebrate than to talk about God's goodness. Amen? And uh, we love to glorify God here. And uh, that's what we're all about, and we want to help others do that as well. And uh, glory to God. Wow, today is going to be a good, good day. Mm, my goodness. Before we dismiss the kids this morning, I want to read to you something from the book of Esther in regards to God's favor. You know, God has favor. And what God's favor will do is worth a thousand hours of labor. You know, God's favor can open doors that we'd have never thought were even there. And um, in the book of Esther... It's a beautiful story of an orphan who became a queen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, I'm going to start in Esther chapter 2, verse 8. So it came about when the king's command and decree were proclaimed when many young women were gathered together in a citadel of Susa into the custody of Haggai, that Esther was taken to the king's palace and placed in the custody of Haggai, who was in charge of the women. Now, everybody say now. Oh, my goodness. The young woman pleased Haggai and found favor with him. Now, Haggai was a eunuch, all right? But Esther was brought up in the ways of God. Okay, and she had a pleasing uh, uh, attitude, all right? So he quickly, listen to those words, now and quickly. Everybody say quickly. quickly. Favor can change your situation quickly, all right? It's like going to the quick lube. 
don't even have to get out of your car. They can change the oil. All right? So he quickly provided her with beauty preparations. She got a head start. My goodness. And her portion of food. And he gave her seven choice maids from the king's palace. Oh, ladies, the favor of God can give you maids. Seven maids. All right? Then he transferred her and her maids to the what? To the best place. To the best, the Amplified says, the best place in the harem. Everybody say, the best place. When God's favor comes on you, it'll make you, it'll bring you to the best. It'll operate quickly. It'll promote you. It'll provide for you. It'll protect you. And that's not even my message. She, everybody says, she got the best. And then she ended up becoming the queen. She got the best before she was the queen. Come on, somebody. That's the favor of God. Glory to God. That just, I read that and I just about came out of my seat. Glory to God. How do you get God's favor? You walk with God. You live for God. You do what's right in his sight. Joseph had favor. Promoted. Daniel had favor. Promoted. Esther had favor. Promoted. Ruth had favor. Married Boaz, rich, the richest landowner. Glory to God. Say, favor does me good. Hallelujah. So in your giving today, I want you to know that you're giving into God's favor. Amen. Your gifts that you give to God, he receives them. The investment that you make in the kingdom of God is the greatest investment that you can ever make. Amen. And those of you that are watching, you know, you can get on this also. Just because you're not here doesn't mean that you can't participate. Amen. We have provisions for you. You can do it online. You can give any time during the service there or there in the bookstore, however you want to do it. Father, I just thank you for the favor of God in this place and your favor is flowing to each and every believer in the name of Jesus and you're making things happen you're open doors of opportunity your provision is flowing it's overflowing in the name of Jesus and we give you thanks and praise we call every giver blessed and every gift blessed by you in Jesus name amen all right kids for kids' life, we're so glad that our kids are here and are ready and are learning about God. Kids, have a great and awesome and incredible class in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whoo. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, we're going to send the devil to the unemployment line. We're going to unemploy him in your life. Amen? How are we going to do that? We're going to destroy his works. You know, when you destroy the work, you can't work. Amen? We're going to destroy the works of the devil this morning. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes... In order to be a witness for God, you got to take over. 
God did not design, he did not call his children to be passive spectators. He wants you, he wants every child of his to be an active participant in his plan, in his will, and in his move. Amen? We got some active participants here today. Man, you're engaged. You're ready to receive. You're ready to flow. Amen? Say, I'm ready. I like what T.D. Jake says, get ready, get ready, get ready. Well, we're ready. We don't have to get there. We're ready. You, came, you walked in this door this morning ready. Yes. Amen. You're ready to receive. How many are ready to receive? Yes. This is the un- incorruptible, indestructible seed of the ever-living God. It is God's word. Yes. It'll transform your life. I'm overly excited today, but that's okay. I want you to listen to the word that God spoke to Joshua. What was Joshua? Joshua was an inheritor. He went in and claimed his inheritance that was given to him by God. And he didn't back down. He didn't wander around. He was specific. Okay? This is what God said uh, to Joshua, verse 2 of Joshua 1, Joshua 1, verse 2, Moses, my servant is dead, now therefore arise. Boy, that's a good funeral message right there. (laughs) You know, you got to arise. It's time to arise today. Okay? Take take his place, cross over this Jordan. It's time for you to cross over barriers that have keeping you from your promises. You know what? They crossed the Jordan at flood stage. Hmm. All right? Cross over this Jordan. You and all this people. I'm glad that God does not make it for the individual, but those that follow him get it too. Into the land which I am giving to them. He is am giving. Right now giving. To the sons of Israel. Son, that means daughters too. That's a position. Okay? I have given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads. Maybe you haven't had what you needed because you haven't stood on what you needed. It's time to do some standing today okay just as i promised to moses from the wilderness of arabia and to this lebanon even as far as the great river the river euphrates in the east and all the land of the hittites and as far as the great mediterranean sea you ought to look at a map sometime and look that area up and see what kind of area that's the area from um, the East Coast to San Antonio, Texas, up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's the area that he's talking about here. Okay? Give you some perspective. Okay? All right. I love verse 5. This eliminates excuses. No man will be able to stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Don't blame your lack on somebody else because no man can stand in, your, in, in front of you to oppose you. Why? If they stand in your way, you run them over. Get in, get out, or get run over. All right? 
And then he said, be strong. Be strong and confident and courageous, for you will give this people an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers. Oh, hallelujah. And we're all about inheritance, aren't we? Say, today, I'm claiming what is mine. Hallelujah. Say it again. Say, today, I'm claiming what is mine. Now, I was going to do something about witnessing, but God had other plans. And uh, we had a great men's uh, ministry last night. We played some quates, threw some horseshoes. Paul is our champion. He is King Quate, right? He is King Quate today. And uh, he did great. We had lots of fun. If you guys missed it, well, you missed it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. All right. I want you to go with me to in the Bible to 1 John chapter 3. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, God can speak to you after you have a relaxing night of throwing quakes. God can talk to you. Yes. Amen. So 1 John chapter 3. See, I was going to do something different, but God added this last night. Hallelujah. We're going to make the devil unemployed today. All right, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's start with verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. Say, I'm not deceived. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. That's the wisdom of Forrest Gump. Righteousness is as righteousness does. Amen? Notice, you've got to do righteousness. You can't just sit and not do righteousness. How do you do righteousness? You live like God every day. Amen? You face problems like Jesus did. You face them with faith. Hallelujah. And he that commits sin is of the devil. <laughs> so the devil is behind. He is the, uh, he works in sinning. Okay. The devil sins from the beginning. He was the first sinner. What happened? He got kicked out of heaven. You got to be dumb to get kicked out of heaven. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, you're in the perfect atmosphere with God. How do you get kicked out? For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We got a God who, he, he came here, his purpose is to destroy the works. His purpose is to reverse the curse. His purpose is to undo the binding, to release the prisoners. His purpose, the purpose of Jesus, the Son of God, is to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what, is, what are the devil's works? I'm so glad you asked. I'm going to give you the devil's resume. Okay? Are you ready for the devil's resume? Okay. 
The devil, this is his resume. He is a thief that came to steal, kill, that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10.10. 10. He's a thief who steals. See, in order to destroy you, he's got to steal the word from you. He can't destroy you if he can't steal the word. Right. Notice stealing is listed first in that list. Steal, kill, destroy. Okay? Yes, I've been a thief all of my life, says the devil. Okay? Revelation 12, 11, he is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses you. He brings accusations. You're not worthy. You can't have this. Oh, shut up, because we have, we have by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcome the accuser. So if someone is accusing you of not being worthy to receive from God, you know it's coming from the devil. Okay. First Peter 5, 8 says he's an enemy, an adversary who comes to devour in the form of a roaring lion. He wants to devour. Oh, I got news for you. Jesus said if you tithe, he rebukes the devourer. Oh, come on now. All right. In Revelation 9:11, he is called Abaddon and Apollinon, a destroyer. Okay. In Second uh, Corinthians 6:15, this is the devil's resume. He's called Belial. Belial means worthless, vile, wicked. Worthless, vile, wicked. It means deep-seated wickedness, utterly worthless because he's vile. There is no worth in the enemy. So when he does something, we don't glorify him. I'm just exposing who he is with his resume. Okay? In Matthew 12, 24, he's known as Beelzebul which is uh, the Lord of the flies. I hate flies, and Satan is the Lord of flies. I like to add the prince of garbage. Okay? This is the devil's resume. This This is what he works in. He works in deceiving. He works in accusing. He works in devouring. He works in sinning. He works in lying. I'm going to get to that. You wouldn't want to hire this person. So today we're firing him from every part of our life today. And I'm going to show you exactly how. In uh, Matthew 13, 19, he's known as the evil one who comes and snatches what was sown in your heart. The minute you, you come in contact with the word, Satan tries to steal it from you. Okay? Why? If you get a hold of the word, that's your way out. If you get a hold of the word, he can't do anything else. Okay? All right? In 2 Corinthians 4.4, he's known as the God of this world that blinds the minds of them that believe not. If an unbeliever is blind, they've been blinded by the God of this world who is Satan, the devil. Okay? Okay? He's running this world system. 
He, he puts people in authority. Authority comes from God, but not every authority is operating like God wants. Okay? We got some, we got some rogue authority in our country today. All right, so he's the God of this world that blinds. Ephesians 2.2 says he's the prince of the power of the air that works in the disobedient. They fight against the purposes of God. If someone is fighting against the purposes of God, Satan is allowing them to, or they're allowing Satan to work in them or work through them. Right? If God says do this and if someone says I don't want to do this, then they're fighting against the purpose of God. There's a lot of Christians today that are fighting against the purpose of God. God wants them there and they say no. God wants them here they say no. They're fighting against the purpose of God. They're being motivated by the devil. Ephesians 6.12 it calls the rulers of this world powers, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. Darkness. He operates in darkness. You turn on the light in the devil's presence, he freaks out. Yeah. That's when Jesus would walk into a synagogue. Devils would freak out. The light just came on. They were sitting in darkness and the light walked in. Ooh, have you come to torment us? How many times? You read the Gospels? They freaked out when Jesus walked in their presence. Are you going to? We know who you are. I bet you do. Does the devil know who you are? You know, let me just take, just take a little side journey here. In the book of Acts, there was a man named Sceva who had seven sons. And they wanted to cast out a devil because they saw Paul do it. You can't do it because you saw someone do it. It's got to be real to you. And they went to this demon-possessed person, right? And they said, we adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul knows. And the devil responded. He said, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? If the devil doesn't know who are you, you are not being engaging. You are not being a warrior. The devil ought to know who you are. And that demon-possessed person whipped those seven boys. Anyway. Back to the regular programming. And then Matthew 4.1. Jesus was tempted by the devil. He is the tempter. All right? You see what he works in. Okay? But I got good news for you. Today we're destroying his works. All right? You want to destroy the work? How many want to destroy the works of the devil? How many want to stop him from working in your family? From working in your finances? Hallelujah. From working in your body. Glory to God. From working in your neighborhood. I like the story of Bill Winston when he first moved to Chicago. And uh, this lady came to him and she said, all these drug dealers are dealing drugs in my neighborhood. What should I do? And he prayed to God. You know, you got to pray to get God's answer. And he prayed and God said, God gave him something to tell the woman. He said, take this oil and pour it down the street. He said, we're going to pray over this oil and you're going to pour it down. And that's what she did. The drug dealing stopped the next day. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and pour oil on your street. You got to hear from God. You got to be led by the Holy Ghost. In that particular case, that's what the Holy Ghost told them, and it worked. Amen? 
How do you know if you heard from the Holy Ghost? It works. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't work, you didn't hear from the Holy Ghost. You've got your own cockamamie idea. <laughs> it's, it's, see, it's that word lollygag. I love that word that kind of stirred up some things in me. Number one, the first thing that destroys the devil's works is the gospel. The gospel can deliver a person from sin. What kind of news is the gospel? Good news. Do you know anybody that could use some good news? The gospel destroys the works of the... It undoes his chains. It unlocks his prisons. Hallelujah. The gospel sets people free, glory to God. The simple gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom of God. It's how we get saved. We heard the gospel. Amen. And we believed it and accepted it. It heals bodies. Jesus went, he taught, preached, and healed. Well, what did he teach? He taught the gospel. Amen. He was the gospel in flesh. See, sometimes you got to go spell it out for some people. Gospel, go spell it out. Say the gospel is simple. The gospel is powerful. Paul said it's the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. We, we should not be ashamed of the gospel. It's still around after thousands of years. Can't be done away with. It works in Africa. It works in Pennsylvania. It works in China. It works in South America. It works in Asia. It works on an island. Hallelujah. It works in Europe. It works in Russia. It works in Germany. What do you think brought those walls down? It was the gospel. Hallelujah. We've got power. We are the most armed organization on this planet. We got greater power than nuclear power. Come on. We got Holy Ghost power. We've got heaven's power. We've got God's power. It's time that we start walking like we have some power. God's power was not meant for you to whimper in the corner. It was meant for you to shout on the rooftop. Hallelujah. The gospel introduces you to God and his benefits. Amen? All right. Number two. The second thing that we have to destroy the works of the devil is faith. Everybody say faith. Go with me to 1 John 5, 4. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God. How many are born of God? I'm born of Art and Barb and I'm born of God. Glory to God. I got born again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, if you didn't like being born, get born again. All right? Whatsoever is born of God, what, what happens to those who are born of God? They what? They overcome what? Everybody say overcome. That sounds like a conquering term. Where's the world? You're in it right now. You were meant to overcome the world, not the world overcome you. Glory to you, you overcome the world just by being born of God. 
just by being born again, making Jesus your Savior, you stepped into the overcoming role. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even whose faith? Our faith. Our faith in God. Our faith in what he said. Amen? Faith pleases God. Faith believes what God said. So much so, it acts like it. You know when someone really believes something, they act like it. They know that there's no other option. Amen? Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Glory to God. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God? You're an overcomer. You can overcome problems. You can overcome giants. You can overcome thieves. You can overcome deceivers. You can overcome accusers. You can overcome liars. John 8, 44. Uh, God also said that he's a murderer and a liar, the devil. He's the father of lies. So if you lie, you're agreeing with him. But thank God we have faith. And faith overcomes the world. Faith overcomes the devil. Faith cancels out his work in your life. The moment you believe God... Satan's work stops. The moment. Who made the woman with the issue of blood? Who made her whole? It was her faith. Say her faith. How do we know she had faith? Because she made her way to Jesus. See, faith makes its way to Jesus. Even if you got to go on the roof and break it open. Listen, you got to break some things open today. Come on, we got to break some things open today. Jesus saw their faith. Faith has a voice, faith has action. Faith is an action figure. Faith is a superhero. Every one of us got a superhero in us called faith. I'm faith man, I'm faith woman. All right. So we overcome, we, we, we stop the devil's works by faith. Amen? We have, number three, we have the name of Jesus stops the works. Right, go over to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Glory to God. Look at verse 9. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him a name which is above every other name. Is Satan a name? Then then Jesus has a greater name. Does sickness have a name? Cancer has a name? Jesus has a greater name. Jesus has a greater name than diabetes. Diabetes is the name, but Jesus' name is greater. Amen? Anybody who's greater can overcome lesser. Amen? 
And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth. That covers everything, doesn't it? Glory to God. So we have faith, and we have the name of Jesus, and we have the gospel that overcomes the devil's, that destroys the devil's works. We're not in just stopping the work. We're actually into destroying the work. You know, when you destroy something, it, it renders it ineffective. Wish our country would have destroyed some of the weapons they left in Afghanistan. They should have destroyed them. Okay? All right. You like this? We have another tool that causes us to destroy the devil's works called the Holy Spirit. Go to 1 John 4.4. 4. 1 John 4.4. 4. And look at this. I'm having you look at it because you've got to see it. Can the Bible lie? No, it can't. It is the absolute truth on every matter. Okay, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. You know, God doesn't have adults. He only has children. And have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, my goodness. He who is in you. Who's in you? The Holy Spirit is in you. He came in you when you got born again. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In other words, if there was a fight between the devil and the Holy Spirit, the devil would get his, you know what, whooped every time. He can't win against the Holy Spirit. Greater. Say greater. So I got the greater one. You've got God's greatness on the inside of you. He invested in you. He invested in you. We have got to actively engage when we see the devil working. And we got to put a stop to it and destroy it. I'm telling you, you got dunamis power. You got explosive power. You got dynamite on the inside of you. And when you speak the word, that's lighting the fuse. When you speak the name of Jesus, that's lighting the fuse. Jesus. He just took out the enemy. Glory to God. I'm telling you, the enemy's been running roughshod too much on too many people. We got fear working in a lot of believers. We got excuse-driven believers. Why they can't do what God says do, even the simple things. Okay, but aren't you glad that we got the tools to destroy? Go to Revelation chapter 12. We have the Lamb's blood and the word of our testimony. We read some testimonies today, amen? Revelation 12, glory to God, verse 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, if you think it's going to be silent in heaven, think again. So you might as well get get in practice. We We all have some loud times here. Amen? 
I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. He was just speaking and it was loud. Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to death. See, Job accused, I'm sorry, Satan accused Job before God. He said, you know that servant you got God, that Job, he's rich, he's prosperous. Satan hates it when believers get rich. He says, he only loves you because of the stuff that you give him and the stuff you do for him. (laughs) And God said, you know, God was bragging on Job. He said, hey, have you seen my servant? You seen my boy Job? You see my boy, you see what I'm doing in my boy's life? I'm telling you, God brags when he gives you blessing. And uh, God told Satan, well, he's in your power because Job was operating in fear. Don't have to go, you have to take a whole message on Job by itself. But Job was operating in fear and he gave place to the enemy. Okay? I like what uh, Leroy Thompson said. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. I, I sent it to you. Oh, yeah. Faith is uh, here. I, yes, faith is the law of attraction. Fear is the law of distraction. Thought that was good. So Satan accused Job. And and he didn't even know that he was in his hands. And God said, just don't touch his body. Right? So he 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 eliminated Job's family, he eliminated Job's wealth. Job had sores on his body that he had to scrape off. I mean, and he never once cursed God. And you know what happened? When you read Job, read the last chapter of Job. When he prayed for his friends, God gave him double for his trouble. Come on. How many could use some double for your trouble? Amen. Say, say, devil, it's time to pay up. I'm getting my double. Like, the, like they said last week, double, 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 right? Double, 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 double. <laughs> So, when you're accused, plead the blood. What does it mean to plead the blood? It means to declare what the blood has done. All right? Hallelujah. We have another thing that destroys the works of the devil. We have God. We have a God. Amen? Go go to John 10. John 10. You know, I'm a big uh, superhero fan. I like superhero movies. And uh, I think it was, uh, I don't know, the Avengers movie. And they were talking back and forth. And uh, Tony Stark, who's Iron Man, says, we have a Hulk. We have a God. Say, I have a God. I have a God. 
You have the almighty on your corner. You have the almighty creator, the all, the God who put this world into existence. You have the great God, Jehovah. You have the Lord God almighty on your side. John 10, 29. My father, which gave them to me, is greater than who? Say he's greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. My, my God is greater than all. He is greater than the enemy. There's no comparison. There's no equal. God is greater than the enemy. Our God is greater than all. He's greater than sickness. He's greater than disease. He's greater than poverty. He's greater than death. Our God is greater than all. Keith Moore has a song about that. My father is greater than all. Hallelujah. Woo, go, go over to Acts chapter 10. We have another thing that destroys the devil's works. It's called the anointing. The anointing, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is the anointed one, and he's in you. You say, I've been anointed. That means you've been smeared and rubbed with God's hand. Glory to God. Woo! We've been smeared and rubbed with God. He rubs his power on you. He rubs his glory on you. He rubs his love on you. He rubs his joy on you. Glory to God. Somebody got to get some wax on, wax off. Amen? Some of you need to be buffed. <laughs> you know, the buffer. Acts 10:38. How God anointed. He anointed Jesus of Nazareth. We've got the same anointing. That was on Jesus. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He he went around reversing the curse. He went around undoing the works and destroying the works that sickness does. Sickness is a thief. Sickness takes your money. Sickness takes your strength. It takes your vitality. It takes your time. But through the anointing and the Holy Ghost and the power, you can undo it. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got a couple members of this church that are dealing with some things in their body. And then we got Bonnie and Mr. Charlie. Let's just take a moment right now and pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just stretch forth. We ask you, Lord, to stretch forth your hand to Charlie and Bonnie, Lord, and just totally cause them to recover quickly, Lord. Restore health and strength to them in the name of Jesus. And we give you thanks. And my finger too, Father, I just call it restored to health right now. And we just give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the anointing destroys the devil's works. All right? Go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. You know, sometimes before you build, you've got to tear down. Sometimes you've got to uproot. You got some bad roots in your garden. They got to be uprooted. Amen? 
We're going to uproot whatever the devil does. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 15. And uh, he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When evening was come, he brought forth many unto them who were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his what? Word. And he healed all that were sick. We have the word of God. You can cast out devils with the word. What's that word? Go in Jesus' name. Everybody say go in Jesus' name. When you say that, it's as if Jesus himself is saying those words and the devil has to obey. All right? Let's just go to Luke 10 for just a minute. Luke 10 for just a minute. Hallelujah. I want you to see something here. Luke 10. And uh, verse 17. Now, Jesus had employed an additional 70 disciples. And they, he sent them to every town that he was about to go to. And they went two by two ahead of Jesus, okay? And they were preparing the way, preaching the gospel, right? Doing the work that he employed them to do, amen? And now they came back, Okay? Verse 17, Luke 10, 17, and the 70 returned again with what? Joy. You can't be depressed working for Jesus. Jesus is not going to send you on an assignment. You're going to, no, you're going to, he's going to give you joy. All right. Saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to who? Us. Through who? Through your name. The devils are subject to us through your name. That's called delegated authority. You have been given the authority by Jesus Christ to use his name. That's why you can never use his name lightly. It's a, it releases power from on high. Amen? The devils were subject to us. Say the devils are subject to us in the name of Jesus. Not apart from Jesus. Not on your own. Right? And I love what Jesus said. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall. I had a front row seat when Satan got kicked out of it. I watched him fall like an explosion to the ground, like as quick, lightning. You ever see lightning? Jesus got to witness Satan fall. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. But goodbye. (laughs) Amen. Saw Satan fall like lightning. He witnessed it. So then he said this Behold, I give you power 
to tread on serpents. Who's called a serpent? Satan. He's called the serpent. Because his mind is twisted. And scorpions. Why? Because they have that. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Say, I've got the power. Oh, I got to do it. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We've got the power. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I've got the power. Say, I've got the power. You have the power. Jesus gave you the power over all the enemy, over the devil. You can tread into the devil's camp and you can stare him. I like what Mark, Mark Hankin says. I can grab a rope and swing over a corn stalk on fire and spit in the devil's eye. Glory to God. You have authority over all the power of the devil. Oh, the devil's chasing me. Slap you right upside the head. You're in the wrong position if the devil's chasing you. And then, I love Jesus. Look at what he says in verse 20. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not. Listen, you having power over the devil is no big deal. Where does Jesus, where does God set a table before you? In the presence of who? Oh my goodness, your enemy's got a big mouth, right? He's talking trash. You're not even paying attention. You're eating some Chinese food. You're eating some fried chicken. I got a table in the presence of my enemies. I ain't even concerned about my enemies. I'm more concerned about what's on the table, glory to God. Let the enemy talk. No, actually, you shouldn't. You should tell them to shut up. <laughs> Just be more concerned about what's on the table. Take some of the new wine. How about some of that bread that's from heaven? Amen? How about some of that living water? How about, oh, there's a honeycomb for you. There's some milk and honey right there for you, man. Glory to God. Pay more attention about what, what God has given to you than what, the, what happened to the devil. Don't rejoice in the fact that you have authority over the devil. That's a basic thing. Rejoice in what God's done for you. Rejoice in what God's provided for you. Put more focus on God. And by the way, the devil is behind every form of sorcery and witchcraft. Don't care what it looks like. If it's a witch or a sorcery, it is of the devil. And we have authority over it. Amen? Glory to God. So genuine believers can destroy the world. How many believers we got in this place today? Amen? So we have nine different things that we can use to destroy the works of the enemy. Amen? And that's probably not even a conclusive list. Oh, go, go to John chapter 8. Let me just add another one. <laughs> I'll let the Holy Ghost do that. Amen? John chapter 8. Look at this. I'll get there in just a second. Hallelujah. Verse 31. 
John 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, everybody say if. You have to choose whether or not you're going to continue. It's one thing to start a relationship with God, but it's another thing to continue. You've got to choose to continue. If you continue in what? In my word. And you are my disciples indeed. I'm a forever learner of God. I'm a forever follower. That's what a disciple is. I'm a forever follower of God. Amen? And because I'm a forever learner and a forever follower, I'm forever free. Look at verse 32. And you shall know the truth. And what? The truth shall make you free. But in order to be free, you've got to know it. It's got to be real to you. You've got to have a revelation of the truth. The truth destroys the devil's works. The truth exposes lies. Amen. Speak the truth in love. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. We serve a good God. You can't help but walk in victory with what God has done for us, with what he has given to us. Amen? We have armor. We have his name. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have heaven backing us up. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen? What does that mean? You just enforce what God said. Glory to God. That's what it means to bind and loose. It's contractual terms. We have a contract with God. It's called a covenant. Old covenant, new covenant. Old Testament, new testament. It is the most reliable source of information for your life. There's nothing that you're ever going to face in life that God didn't say something about. God's word covers every subject. It covers romance. There's poetry in there. There's history in there. There's letters in there. There's prophecy in there. There's truth in there. There's biographies. There's autobiographies. Hallelujah. There's history in there. Everything you ever wanted is in there. Everything you ever needed is in there. Because if you need something and it's not available, it can make it. This can make it. Amen? What, what was the condition of the earth when God looked on it? It was void. What's void? Empty. See, when, if, if, when you let Satan into a place, he'll make it void. He'll rape it. He'll rape it of its resources, like what our government is trying to do, thinking that you're, you're going to spend money to improve the economy when the money is on worthless paper. Oh, I'm going to just print 3.5 trillion dollars, and that's going to spark the economy. Are you kidding me? It's going to cause inflation. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so the Earth was void. It was without form, and it was dark. Now, God did not say what he saw. 
He said what he wanted. How many times do we look at our situation in life and we say what we see instead of saying what we want? God looked at it. He saw the darkness, but he didn't acknowledge the darkness. Why? He's light. He's light. He said, he looked at the darkness, he looked at the void, he looked at without form, and he said, let there be light and an explosion. I believe in the Big Bang Theory. When God speaks, bang. (laughs) Something happens. That's my Big Bang Theory. God said, let there be light. He gave us an indication of how we need to operate in faith. God could have recreated the earth any way that he wanted. He's God, right? But he chose to use words. And he get, oh, and we are created in his image and in his likeness. Oh, okay. Go to John 14. Go to John 14. Whoo. Yeah. Did you know that the works of Jesus, uh, before you go to John 14, stop off at Matthew 11. Take a side journey at Matthew 11. Mm. Okay. All right, let's go to Matthew 11, chapter 1. Matthew chapter 11, verse 1, I'm sorry. (laughs) Matthew 11, 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples. What what, what did he do to his 12 disciples? He gave them suggestions. He said, if you feel like it. He said, if you want to. He said, commands. Everybody say command. You know, we got to start honoring commands. Because that's how the kingdom of God operates. If you want to get a revelation of of the ability to command, read about the Roman centurion. All right? He departed there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard in the prison, his what? What did John hear? The works. Oh, you know, there used to be, it's still in my hometown, there was a place called the Igloo. They're known for their pork sandwiches. And I'd always get it with the works. The works means everything. Right? So John heard about Jesus' everything. He heard about the works. Right? If you go to five guys, you get a burger, you tell them, I want the works. They put everything on it. Glory to God, that's how I like my pizza. Everything on it. Right? Because I don't eat much pizza anymore. (laughs) I don't want to be a well-rounded preacher anymore. (laughs) All right, John heard in the prison the works of the anointed one. He sent two of his disciples. John was Jesus' cousin. John was the forerunner who introduced John baptized Jesus. But because he was in prison, because he spoke out against the king, he was getting a little bit discouraged. He said unto him, Are you he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered, And said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The works. Everybody say the works. 
The blind receive their sight. That's how God works. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended at me. You're blessed if you're not offended at the gospel. Jesus' works are far superior than anything the devil could ever think of doing. His works reverse the curse. His works destroy the devil's works. Cancel them out. Wipe them out. Do away with their long forgotten history. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when Lazarus walked out of that tomb after Jesus called him forth, he didn't talk about the grave. He didn't talk about the grave. He talked about the resurrection and the life and people wanted to kill him again. I'm sure Lazarus said, go ahead. I've already been there, done that, got the (laughs) T-shirt. Amen? Do you you hear Paul talking about how fun it was to persecute the church after he met Jesus? No, he talked about how wonderful it is to preach the gospel and to plant churches. Glory to God. You can, you can have an encounter with God and you could totally forget the pain that you've been enduring up to this point. When, when, when Jesus, this was his purpose, by the way. One of his purposes was to destroy the works of the devil. He, is, he came to take back what the devil stole. It's time that we take back. How, how many are in the taking back business? Taking back business. Some things, we, somewhere along the line, we allow the devil to come in, and when he comes in, he will steal, he will kill, and he will destroy. Right? But when he does that, we even have an example in Scripture in Ziklag. David was out on a raid. He was a corporate raider. <laughs> no, he was, he was a raider, but not from Las Vegas. <laughs> right? And he was out fighting. Right? And so he came back to his, his headquarters, which was at Ziklag at the time, okay? And he came back to find that the town was burned, destroyed, devil. The women and children taken away, stealing. The me, other men who were there, killed. Steal, kill, destroy. The devil's working, right? David's old men talked about stoning him. You know, it's pretty bad when your 400 mighty men want to stone you. But David had an ace in the hole. He said, I know a God. I know a, I know a Father God. So the Bible says he had to encourage himself in the Lord. Have you ever been in such a low point where you got no one else to encourage you, so you got to encourage yourself in the Lord? you got no one else to help you. You got to do it on your own. You got to go. You got to pray. Yes. See, and it's a problem if you don't know how to pray or you haven't been practicing. <laughs> right? If you haven't been practicing praying, it's very awkward when you start to pray. <laughs> well, whoever's up there, I hope they hear me. If you start your prayer off like that, you're in trouble. You got to pray in faith. So David encouraged himself. He said, Lord, He turns his eyes off the smoke, off the fumes, 
off his missing children, off his missing wives, off the, his friends that want to stone him. And he puts his eyes on God. He puts, out those, he puts on those noise-canceling earphones. Amen? And he's, he's blotting out the sounds of the enemy. Right? He's blotting out the taunts of the enemy. Right? And he's focused on God. He said, God, he said, should I pursue and will I recover all? And God spoke to him and said, son, pursue. You're going to recover all. Say, I'm recovering all today. Today is a day to recover all in the name of Jesus. Everything that was lost, amen, we're going to recover it. We're going to march into the enemy's camp and we're going to take it back. And he can't stop us. He can't prevent us. He can't hold us back. He can't keep us out. Glory to God. We're taking what is ours. And he can't. There's not a thing he can do about it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. I think I'm done. Amen. We got to get some things today. If the devil has stolen your healing, you can get your healing back. If the devil has stolen your heart, you can get your heart back. God's a, God's a cardiologist. He doesn't do surgery. He does transplants. He gives you a new heart. He takes the heart of stone out of you and puts a heart of flesh in you. Amen? So if you, if you need help in your life, if you need help in your body, if you need help in your family, if you need help in your heart, if you need help in any way, shape, or form, we're going to get it today. We're going to get it today. Amen? We got to be like Jacob. I'm not letting you go until I get it. Amen. He wrestled with God all night. He said, I'm not letting you go until I get blessed. I'm not letting you go. I'm going to keep here. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to get my blessing. Say, I'm going to get my blessing. Say, I'm going to get it. Hallelujah. If you need something today, and we can agree with you in prayer, come up right now in the name of Jesus. There's an anointing to get some stuff. Amen. There's an anointing to enter in. I'm telling you, Joshua, I'm, every time, oh, I got to just say this. You can come up while I'm saying this. Come on. There's some people in here. You know where you are. You need to get some stuff, right? All right? Anyway, every city that God told Joshua was his, he didn't hesitate. He went, after, he went into it, and he went and got, he took the city. If God says that was yours, he didn't hold back. He didn't stop. He didn't pause to reason. He didn't pause to think. He just went. Read it. He, did, he went after it. Amen. That's what we're doing today. You're going after it today. And not only are you going after it, you're going to get it. You're going to get what you need today. Amen. Come on. You've got to be convinced, fully persuaded. Say, I'm up here. 